What is going on everyone? Welcome back to CEO Cast and today I'm with the CEO of Ashisha Lounge by the name of Wish Lounge. Now, I'll hand it over to you to take over. You want to introduce yourself, introduce what the lounge is, everything. Hi, my name is Gaith. Um, five, five months ago we opened Wish Lounge in North Holt and that's been a story ever since for us. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it all start then? Like, what made you want to start a lounge? So from young we've always as we've always smoked shisha, literally from day one, we've always been in and out shisha cafe. It was a daily routine for us. Oh, is it? Like that, yeah, yeah, so literally daily from the age of like 16, from being at home and then obviously when we hit 18 and then we started going to shisha lounges and it just became a daily thing. It was like, there's certain cultures that have the pub and then we've got our shisha cafe. That's what I was going to say, that's, that's the yeah. really good thing about shisha lounges because for Muslims especially, yeah. or Asians in general, people yeah. who don't drink, this, this is the place they come, yeah. Yeah. which is sick. That's why... So many people are opening them because yeah. it's such a big market for it. Yeah, there's a huge market at the moment. There's a huge market at the moment. With us, what we've started off as, we've started off more as a cafe yeah. for this area. So with this area there, there's a cafe missing. So our shisha sells is only about 15% of what we do. You said 1.5 or 5.0? 15. Okay. Or 1.5, yeah. yeah. Oh, so is it really? Yeah, so compared to what we do as in breakfast, yeah. as in lunch for the local area. Yeah. So within the local area, we've got about 10,000 workers around us. And then we just saw opportunity of a space available to have breakfast, to have lunch. And then we introduced Shisha later on. Yeah. And then it's turned out very well for us and it's, it's, it's good. How's it, how's it been? Because obviously Shisha, opening a Shisha place, yeah. especially in this day and age, is everyone seems to be doing it. So with competition, how do you find it? Because I, I could look tomorrow and next week, you know, another Shisha lounge is open. Literally with competition is, I don't feel there's a huge competition in there is a, obviously there is a competition but from what we have established as like a vibe or what we've established as as a lounge or as as the vibe that we've created here i don't think it could really be competed with what with what i could see on the market at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. now it's, it's here it's more of like a social gathering the place is very open if you saw the, the initial design if you could see it's more of a seating to eat but then that just worked yeah, yeah, yeah as well with it we worked very hard on the designs and adding obviously the flowers and the color themes and 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 everything else like that and it just worked so it was having that open space where it's you're not concealed to every group just being together yeah and the thing is here you have the option yeah and because of the vast space that we have you have the option where you're either open with everybody else yeah. or you could have your little corner alone mix in as and then exactly yeah. and there's some places that we have some speakers some places where we don't have speakers yeah. where you could have a bit of everything a bit of silence a bit of exactly. rave yeah so we've tried as initially when we were designing it it was trying to build the whole aspect around it and trying to cater to everybody yeah so we didn't want to just cater to one sort of clientele and yeah, yeah, yeah. as a lounge we have found ourselves being like one of the most multicultural lounges. We're not set to one specific culture. Mm. So that's helped us out a lot. And um, obviously the, the word spread when you have the locals here that work in the factories and that work in the industrial park yeah. that come here and they're shocked. They're like- They just want to oh, chill wow. out on yeah, the break or something, isn't it? When you, when you find a cafe in an in a, in a industrial area, it's usually white tiles, yeah, yeah, plastic yeah. chairs, and a, there's a counter to serve at. But then we thought, we took like the whole WeWork environment and everything else like that and bought it and said, look, the same way the offices have a very nice cafeteria and have a very nice lounge to sit at, yeah. 
that shouldn't change for an industrial for your local community exactly basically. exactly yeah. so that doesn't change for industrial area yeah so, I was gonna say, so you've been open for five months now yeah? yeah and for anyone who wants to open a shisha business so i've mentioned in one of my podcasts before that yeah. i'd i'd love to open a shisha place i had it all planned everything like that yeah and it fell apart because of partners yeah re- re- other reasons yeah so that don't matter yeah. but for anyone getting into it they know that shisha is is very risky because you've got to spend a lot of money on all the pots the design yeah. everything that goes into it but then what's what's the reward like like is, is it worth opening a shisha lounge now the thing is 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 it worth opening a shisha is such a broad question yeah because different people would answer it different ways yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me the biggest reward in wish lounge is that as a team of three we built this yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's an like accomplishment, isn't it? yeah so it's like blood sweat and tears literally went yeah. into when it went into here so that's 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 what that's when i say the best what the biggest reward is it was it was such a big project and we've done it in a space of four months four months yeah we've done it in a space no of four months and it went from being like a complete trash is, is that from four months from acquiring this place or four months from saying yeah let's open a shisha lunch it was four months from acquiring this place so it's literally we we, we we initially it was a different place that we were that we were going to take yeah and what still in this area or no so it was further in the middle of everybody okay yeah, so yeah. It was, and then we was thinking about it and then we had to we checked some things about the, the property and the whole licensing aspect behind it and it, it didn't work yeah yeah i hear what you're saying so literally after that we was introduced to this place yeah and um we walked in and literally on the same day we looked at it what can we do and it wasn't as big first so it was just a section then it was that part became available this conservatory bit wasn't here this wasn't here okay, at all. Yeah, so yeah. so it became while we were building it was okay this part has become available yeah and we snapped it up okay that part has become available and we snapped Snap it up, up yeah so then we slowly started building it the, the biggest challenge in doing this it was there was no plans there was no designs there was no it was you either take it today or you don't take it yeah yeah. and then it was a case of we looked at each other while standing here and it was can we do it and it was yeah we can and then literally that same night went home got the tools came <laughs> in and started the demolition yeah there was two floors in here yeah and um there was problems with the water problems with the electric loads of problems yeah, yeah. and then it was bringing all of that to here all brand new so it was bringing that all here brand new yeah and that was a huge challenge as well mm. it's fighting the main finding the main uh, water supply bringing it in the electricity repowering everything up bringing a whole brand new um fuse boards so that was a huge challenge alone yeah and then the plumbing behind it as well so yeah i can imagine it's hectic yeah so that was that was a huge huge challenge but how long like from when when did you decide with your partners that you want to open a shisha like when did you get together and think yeah let's open this that's the thing the first place came available yeah and then both of my partners found out about it so then they introduced me they said look are you up for it so i said yeah look i'm up for it this is what we could do abc this is how yeah. we could execute it and then but we've always known like from that young you do we've it, yeah. always been told when what's the feeling when? like though, of doing something that you've always wanted to do from young to now because i don't know if you mentioned but you're 25 right now yeah so you're smashing it yeah <laughs> but what's the feeling like from when you were young to actually doing the thing now the thing is is it's a huge accomplishment at 25 yes yeah. but my biggest accomplishment was obviously my construction company 
Yeah. So I started that about four years ago, and um, I've been working for uh, the past three years. Is I've been working with no business. Is building up the company, building up the foundation of the company. So um, that was like my greatest achievement. Wish Lounge is a product of my greatest achievement, okay. and it's something I've always wanted to do. Also, it is very rewarding, but there's a sense of calm to it. It's not like when you're stressed about going to work. It's not about you're stressed about. It's like, okay, now I have an asset. Does this feel like work? No, not so, at all. Why I'll that? be honest with you. It's what is if this wasn't here, yeah. I'll still be sitting down with a shisha cap somewhere. <laughs> it's that, that's that's that, that's that's the benefit is you get free shisha, then, isn't it? Exactly, <laughs> so exactly. Wrong. So yeah, so it's it's it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Yes, it's an accomplishment, but it's not that. It's more of a business accomplishment. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was, okay, it's a hobby. How do we take it to the next level after this? And that's where that's where we're at now. And it's creating that buzz. It's creating that vibe. On the social media, we've we've done very very well, yeah, and um, I don't want to like say it like toot my own horn, yeah, but yeah. I don't see anybody else doing it like us on social no, media. No, you've done it well, man. Yeah, so so especially the way you decorated the place yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. So yeah, so on the social media, what we're doing on the gram, and it's just it's going to that stage where we've gone boom in the top yeah, top yeah, tier top <laughs> from nowhere, and everyone's like, yo. Well, where did, where did these guys come, come from? That, yeah. Exactly, and it's gotten to a point where I've sat down with people, and it's and it's people that I've known, let's say, for a while, or friends of friends, and I've sat down with them, and they say, "Oh yeah, so what do you do?" I'm like, "I'm one of the owners of Wish Lounge," and they're like, "What Wish Lounge?" <laughs> and that's when it becomes a sense of achievement when I'm like, "Okay, this random person hears about it," yeah, and everything else like that. So, so it's it's a it's a it's a good step. It's a good step in the right direction. So that's an introduction to yourself. And, and how you got into Wish Lounge, how you got into Shisha Lounge and all yeah. that stuff. What about, what about before that? Because you opened this, you said, four months ago. What, yeah. was, what was your life like before? How did you start all this? So like I said, it was I started my construction company about four years ago. I started it and I was in and out of it. So I was trying to get jobs, couldn't get jobs. Yeah. Then I will go work in retail. How, how old were you when you started that? Uh, 21. Did you go to uni or anything like that? I dropped out of university. Okay, yeah. so, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so I dropped out of university. I did the I've same. Done, <laughs> I've done a good, a few. I've done a, a couple of different courses. It just for some people, it's for them. For me, it, it wasn't just for me. I'm more of a practical type yeah. person. So you've got like the seven styles of learning, and then you've got what people don't understand. You've got the seven styles of working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially when you're doing something for your own business, either you do it by hand or you do it from from the back or you lead from the front. Mm. So. It was bringing that aspect to it, and I knew what I, how I work. I knew how I like to work. Yeah. I knew how to become successful by it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was. A lot of people saw the product of the four years in the past one year. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, because that's when it all comes to the spotlight, it was, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, everybody saw the product of it after, but then nobody really, saw, except except for a few close people, saw the hard work behind it. Yeah. So it was the struggle of to get work and the struggle to to, mm. to have things like that. And initially, what was like a blessing in disguise, it was when I was 21. I got convicted of something when I was 19. I swear. Yeah. So I got convicted of something when I was 19. I got a criminal record, and it was like the pettiest thing. It was like so petty. Yeah. And um, and I got a job in there's a company 
that I used to design and sell kitchens because I'm in the construction field. So I was doing that for a while and that was like through a regional manager, like he bypassed the the um, CRB checks. They told him, look, I can vouch for the guy, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and I showed them the reports of mm. why I got convicted and they literally chuckled at it. Yeah. Then it went from that, then I wasn't happy working in a company doing a million pound a month for somebody and walking away with 3,000 pound. Like that's yeah. when I said, what are you doing? And so I said, yo, wake up. If you're creating this business for someone and it's literally customers are coming as opportunities and you're making that opportunity to happen if you were to do 10% of that for yourself or even 1% for yourself yeah you'll be a, a much you'll like, be up there in life yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so then it was like a bold bold decision when it was like I handed in my resignation and I said look I can't I'm looking to do something bigger this, I can't be tied down to this mm. my outlook on life there's two type of people there's people that are very very good workers yeah and they could work in an environment and they're happy working there and there's people that are just not content and they want more and they don't and <laughs> I feel I'm like that <laughs> yeah so, so that so that so that was me it was because people say oh if you're not content you're not happy but then no me not being content is my strive to achieve yeah yeah me wanting more is my strive to achieve so that that played a big part in it and um yeah so i left the company and then tried to go into the construction again it was a rocky rocky start at the beginning so it was very hard to start off with and then i said oh, i need to get a side a side job to, to maintain. at least fund me yeah, to, maintain to live in it yeah so I, I i applied to be an amazon delivery driver flex yeah flex and it was like no it's like oh done a crb check and you're not allowed to be and i was like Oh, so they didn't even let you do it? They didn't. And then I'm, I'm sitting there going, yo, this is when I'm 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there and I quit about maybe a year and a half ago from that company. So I was like, this is when I was 19, this problem happened. And I'm explaining to them, look, this is what happened. It wasn't like this huge thing. Yeah. And yeah, so then that's when I said, look, I've got no choice but to be successful in my company. Yeah. I've got no choice but to do that. Because if Amazon are doing that, then you don't know who else exactly. is going to do that. Exactly. So it got to a point I said, yo, and I just I just like saw, I don't really want to call it a trap, but saw what you could fall within because that's what's happening to you. You're sitting there, no money. Yeah. Okay, what am I going to do? Well, how am I going to do it? And you're just sitting there going, yo, what do I do? What do I do? Mm. And it changed from that to, okay, now I put all of my energy, all my time. I wake up like I'm doing a shift. Yeah. I wake up like I'm going to work, but I work on my company. Yeah. And then with that, what happened was we got into Hedge Magazine. So I started off the foundations of the company and it was like, got into Hedge Magazine, got the marketing name out there. Uh, sorry, got the marketing out there, got everything out there and it was, jobs started coming in. And then we landed contracts for Museum of London and we landed contracts for Museum of Docklands and then we landed landed a, a contract for someone that had a portfolio and we've landed contracts here and, there, and it was just and it got just to a good, point yeah, yeah, yeah. like literally I, keep I quit in October <laughs> yeah. by January I was fully booked until I'll next swear. year I'll I was going okay timing the projects okay what do I do here how do I do this and, yeah, yeah. and then when projects are coming in oh I need this done ASAP or a friend will say I need this done like I'll try his help as much as I can but I can't put my full dedication and it got to a point where I was t- turning down work I said look I can't do it mm. <clears throat> A lot of, since Wish Lounge has opened, it's also become a portfolio. So it's when clients are skeptical about me refurbing or me designing their place, yeah. I bring them here. 
I say, look, you did all this, this is what it came from. Yeah. This is where it is. I could tell you exactly where every single wire is. I could tell you exactly where every single plumbing pipe is because we done it. Yeah. And that's, 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 that was the fundamental of bringing in more work. So they, they have kind of bounced off each other. And my main is always going to be the construction company. <clears throat> And Wish also does, but I'm happy with doing 18-hour, 17-hour shifts, doing in the daytime here and doing the night. I'm happy with that. I'm because for me, it's not for anybody else. It's your company, like you're saying. It's like exactly. you're not even working; you're just yeah. enjoying it. Obviously, you're making money from what you're enjoying, but it's sick. Like Literally, when I first landed contracts, yeah. I was doing 20 hours of work, like going home, sleeping a couple hours, getting up. It got to a point, my mom goes, look, "Look, you're killing yourself." I said, "No." I said, "Yeah, this this has to work." Like, and even my parents were like, "Yo," I said, "No." I said, I'm at that age where if I lose it all, I could rebuild it. I was going to ask you, like, you just said parents and your parents just said that, basically. Yeah. How much time, like, do you work compared to, like, what's the sacrifice you have to make with family, for example? There's a huge, huge sacrifice. Like, for me, for example, me yeah. trying to do this podcast, do, like, my media uh, stuff and all that, yeah. and doing a 95, but I'm barely at home. It's like a bed and breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know it, what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Same exact thing. Yeah. And the thing is, is what a lot of people don't understand, it, it's not a strike of luck. Like, nobody opens a company, like, and overnight. Nothing is ever overnight. Yeah. It's, that's why there was, like, this whole huge hype about cryptocurrency. and Because everybody wants Just thought overnight. It was overnight. Yeah, yeah and, it's li- and it come down to, I saw something today, matter of fact, and it was like, everybody's hungry, but no one's willing to go out and hunt. Yeah, yeah. And it just comes down to that. If you're looking to build something, you have to do it step by step by step by step. And one of the, one of my investors, what he said, so one of my investors that he has the property portfolio and we yeah, refurbished yeah. properties. So he said to me, you're at that generation where your generation like to run. They mm. like to sprint. So within my generation, we like to walk and take it slow. Yeah. I feel like you got further like that as well. Yeah. So he said, the reason is if you fall, you're going to fall very hard. You're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. He said, but if I trip over, I could just get back up and carry on my stride. Yeah, yeah. So it was bringing that both mentalities of different generations of, okay, I need to get the fundamental foundations of the company built up. Yeah. But then I needed to move at this rate as well. Yeah. So it was it was doing that. And that, that happened over years. It didn't happen overnight. I didn't land contracts overnight. I didn't. Like I had to build my trust. I had to get insurance to work in certain properties. I had to do a lot of things for it for it to do that. Yeah. So that is one thing that I would always say is take it step by step. Like literally the bottom zero level. Okay, what do I start with? And it was even like one of the courses that I done in university. It showed me Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. And it was like a lot of people that if they studied business management or any type of management, they'll see it. So you got your fundamental things that you need as a human, which is food, sleep, sex, this. So it's that's if yeah. you apply that in business sense, and it's what do I need to start off? I need a registered company. I need a logo. I need a name. I need this. I need mm. that. When you have that, if yeah. you ever fall back, you've always got that. Yeah. So it was slowly working into that and whatever money I'd make is to put into that because I need insurance and then money to put into it. I need a logo, money to put in, I need a website. And and also my brother helped me a huge amount with websites, with uh, Is he experienced in it? Yeah, so right now he's doing masters in artificial intelligence. Okay. He done um, computer science in university and he's always been 
He's technical. Yeah, like, technical. Knows everything. So <laughs> him is literally like, yo, I need this on the website now. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's like um, my sister as well. Whenever I need help, you just go to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, They're the new generation. Yeah. That's the thing. They're the new generation. And then it's like he's added something on, on our website where it automatically shows what football games are on. Yeah. Without us having to do it manually. You could literally go on our website and it'll tell you the list of football games that are on yeah. per calendar. So it was good. So it was, I did have a lot of help. And there, and there is, and there's always going to be an aspect of luck. Yeah. Like you can't. Well, you've got to create your own luck at the same you time. You have to create so, yeah. your own luck at the same time. You have to put your position, yourself in a position where you could gain that luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to sit here and expect it just to fall from the sky and... It's not, not happening. Work. It's not going to happen at all. Yeah. So it's, you have to stay hungry. And that is, the thing is being motivated and being hungry are two different things. And people think it's the same thing. Yeah. But it's not. Being motivated, yes, you could get up. Yes, you could do what you're doing. But being hungry, no, you have to have that. Yeah. You have to have the latest car. You have to have the biggest house. You have to have this. And and that's what, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to what made my hunger was putting my family in a, in a, a more comfortable... I wouldn't say put them in a comfortable state because they yeah. weren't in a comfortable state. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I grew up on whatever. But yeah, no, I'll get what you're saying. It's putting them in a more comfortable state where my dad's reached the age of nearly 70 now. And... I have to start thinking, okay. You gotta provide, you gotta yeah, take over. I have to do something where, or help him out or, yeah. or whatever, or just to make them more comfortable. Because yeah. as as being, I'll say the eldest son, especially in our especially in our culture, it's that's what you're bred to do. Yeah. And it's not a negative thing. Mm. It's that's why I'm hungry. It's because I want my mom to be comfortable. I want my dad to be okay. And even though my sister and my brother work and all, he's in uni and is no, I still want them to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me to be okay. Like my job is kind of done yeah. of where I take a bit of responsibility off everybody. Yeah. So yeah, and that's been that's been that's that's the biggest reason I'm hungry. Mm. And when everything changed is when it became that reason. When oh, it stopped sick. becoming I wanna drive a Lambo. And when it stopped becoming, oh I wanna I have a penthouse and I wanna have bare chicks in the penthouse and I wanna have this. When it stopped becoming that it became that and it actually like I'm not saying it became that out of my mind it became that in my actions yeah that's when I felt like I was blessed more and 100% like something was handed to me mm. like it, it it has to be part of it everybody has their everybody has their go-to of how they done well yeah to me that's that's my, my some people say oh you have to picture the universe the energy the this the that no but mine is I feel like it was handed to me because I changed my priority from being to what I want to what the people around me want yeah and that's when it, that's when everything came changed. to other people's needs kind of yeah yeah, yeah. that's when, it, when everything else changed it was putting their priorities at the front and putting what I would want from them and it was like and I used to say something to my mum it was like mum for you to live in London and live comfortable you need to be earning 120k a year yeah. minimum no, nowadays not even that. Like that's less. Yeah. That's so she nothing. goes to me. She goes to me. What world do you live in? Yeah. Like she goes to me. What world do you live in? I said, No, you have to. That's how. It, that's what you need. And she goes, No. She goes, That's not what it is at all. Mm. So when I saw they had that contempt, they were they're very content, my family, especially my dad. It was when I said, Okay, Dad, why don't you upgrade the car? Dad, why don't we get this? Why don't we redo this? Why don't we? Do that? He said, He, he says something in Arabic when it's translated. Everybody to. It's not everybody to what they could afford. Is everybody that could? I don't know how to translate it, but it yeah. basically comes down to what to somebody can afford. You're not saying Arabic. 
اوكي ذا مسز اب سو مات از كل واحد على حاله اوكي سو تو تو ايفريبدي تو وات ذي كان بيسيكلي ذات وات ترانسليتس سو وين هي يوز تو سي اي جست جيت سو فاستريتد از لايك برو اي دونت وان تو ليف اون ذا mindset no mm. i want to i want this and i want that i want this da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. so it was but then at the same time his mentality helped me a lot of where now i'm like okay i'm okay right now yeah how do i get to the next step and it's it's, it's not my only two business ventures that i'm looking to do is is there's there's more things i'm i'm planning to do with it yeah so there's another company i want to set up and there's another company after that and i've got my five year plan of what i want to do yeah so unless anything happens in that case is that's what my plan's going to be or if anything lands on my lap in that case yeah. then that's what my plans are going to be and then it's working like i said is building the foundations of that i can't just say okay i've got two businesses that are doing well for me then i could slack on how i set up this one no mm. is then i have to be 100% into 100% it. in this cuz i'm probably going to use the money from that to start that yeah, yeah, use yeah. the money from that to start the other one so it's like okay right now i need to build a portfolio right mm. now i need to build a portfolio for stocks and i need to build a portfolio for properties and i'm not at that stage at all yet but it's in my mind is how do i work towards that yeah yeah and then you just knit and pick and listen and hear and talk to this person and there's a there's been a lot of advice and what the crazy thing is is a lot of the advice that i got of starting a business or my tax or my this or my that or It came from shisha cups. That's <laughs> where. Yeah, so it all it, it all started there. All resonated yeah, from you being in the shisha lounge. Exactly, and then where to get a credit line for building work? I got it from some guy that was a shisha cup. Yeah, for me to advise kids, make sure you go to the shisha lounge <laughs> straight up, innit? So it was literally it was. I'm joking. Networking. It was literally networking, and that became a very strong aspect of my like networking. I've got the gift of the gab, and I could talk, and I could talk for Britain. So it was just using that as a as a. As a, that's one of the main things I mean that's what my dad told me you know more than anything else that my dad told me oh because my dad told me I have to go to school study yeah. all that stuff you know typical Asian thing yeah. yeah he always told me you gotta make sure you have the gift of the gab because it's not yeah. what you know it's you who have, you know exactly. you have to get 100%. far in life from people you know 100%. no one's gonna hand it to you go out and create these connections also another thing is is, is one like mentality that I see in people it's you don't live in a country where you need to be cash rich where you need to be what sorry cash rich okay yeah you don't and this is what a lot of people mistake mm. is they think oh i need to make i need to make this and i need to make that i need to have this much cash under yeah. my pillow and i need yeah, cash yeah. coming out of my accounts and i need this and i need that. but no this country works on credit mm. it works on brokers and loaners and this and that yeah no so you're saying yeah it's got to be a li- it's a liquid cash country but no so it's not it's not it's, it's not about liquidating in this country it's yeah. about having the credit having like the banks behind you having that's and that's like the different mentality that happened between the different mentality between my dad and me so it was so when he was when i was sitting there and asking him about business and what i should do and everything his advice was cash if mm. you were doing anything not as in paper cash but as in you want to be cash rich but i was sat there and said no that's when i built credit lines and then yes i had some cash in the account and whatever but it was about building up a portfolio and building up a name and building up a company because yeah. a big mistake i see within people they 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 like they don't how do i explain it they don't cherish their company okay they don't see the saying. possibilities of it you don't need to be doing a million pound a year for you to get a car on lease you don't need to be doing a million pound a year for you to get 
uh, a loan from the bank. You don't need mm. that. It's about showing your profits and losses and showing up. And even if you're on loss, and what a lot of people don't understand is when you're on loss, a lot of companies still give you things. Why? Because they know you're paying it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's building up a company and building up, like the, the term company is used so blasé now. It's like any anything could be a. Oh, I've got a company and I've got a business card and but no, <laughs> there's things that go in it and that's why you need an accountant. And then when I sit down with people and they don't have accountants, I'm like, bro, why are you not going to account for? I sit down with my accountant. He gives me advice on what my next steps are, what my yeah. next year's plan is, how I should do it, how I should do this. Yeah. So it's more of a case if 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 you cherish it and you do all the right steps and take it step by step, you would you would do a lot. You do very well. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes for this to, to, to make it, especially in London. Because if you go like up north, or if you go out of London, the living costs are very low. But your profit margins are this, like your profit margins are higher because you're paying less rent yeah. and like running costs, and you could get a mortgage very easily. But when you're sitting down in a city where to get a one-bedroom flat, a decent one-bedroom flat, you need 500k mortgage yeah. approved. <laughs> You need to be doing very well, to, like very well yeah, to be getting that. To get that approved. So it's taking that mentality and forgetting the old school mentality. And it's yo, mm. it's about credit. It's about getting mortgages. It's about getting loans. And the thing is, someone can sit down, sit next to me, and say, uh, "Yeah, but your car's on finance." And yeah, but you took a loan from the bank to do this for your company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done this, and you've done. That. I say, yeah, but then on paper, I'm more credible than you. Yeah. <laughs> To my dad, if you're watching this, <laughs> yes, you know, I'm not even going to say anything, but yeah. But yeah, going back to that whole point of that, yeah. about uh, credit, cash, all of that, yeah. To start a business, especially a shisha lounge, yeah, because when I was trying to calculate it for how much it, it comes up to easily, you could easily figures over 50k just to get up and running, yeah. Could be more, could be less, whatever. Now, a lot of people could say, here was my problem. When we tried to get a bank loan, the banks were saying we're not going to provide a loan to um, what's it? Uh, they said basically tobacco companies, and they can't shisha as that. Yeah. So how do you how do you basically fund these projects? Through whether it's through credit or cash, what's the ideal solution that you'd say in your experience? <laughs> you need the backing for it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that now. To start off a place on a loan is very, very, very difficult. Yeah. Cause you always have that stress on top of your head mm. and debt is a it's one of the darkest things you could be in yeah, yeah and yeah. i learned that at a very young age it's, it's a very hard place to be in if you're in debt so i've been in it as well in a bit of debt yeah. um and i feel like it, it it drags your life a bit it does it does it's literally a when, You're thinking about it 24-7. When I was about 20, I took about a 15k loan, personal loan. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do something with it. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. But then I lost it. Yeah, I, I tried to buy and sell a car and I tried to do this. And I bought a watch and tried to resell it. And I tried. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there at the end of it and going, I've got this debt over my head. I have to pay it back. But then if I made that 15k, if I lose it, I've got no one to answer to. Yeah. I lost it. Mm. It's my money that I lost. So, especially with the Shishikaf, coming to fund it, you 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 have to have either assets, you have, have to have money in the accounts, you have to have something, man. There to, something to, to fall yeah, back on. To, to fall back on, because it'll be very hard to put everything in. Mm. And 
That's the problem with me. So when I went in debt, I went in debt at a young age. So I'm 23 now. I was in basically hit debt at like 18, yeah. 18, 19. Obviously, I didn't have no assets, no nothing to fall back on. And it's dragged, that's what I'm saying, it drags you out so long. Because if you don't have that there, it's dragging you even longer. Yeah. And it's just on your mind 24-7, like, how can you pay this back? How can you pay this back? And it was having them monthlies and you haven't got a job and you haven't got this, it takes its toll on you. It takes its toll on Mum, can I have this? Dad, can I? And I'll say this proud. I'll say it in front of everyone. Yeah. It's, I used to sit, turn around when I don't have money for the month. It's, Mum, Dad, I need it. Because yeah. what I hear a lot of people say is, Oh, from the age of 14, I've been working and I've been... I didn't take a pound off my dad. Fair game to you. Mm. But I was in positions where I couldn't do that. I was yeah, in a position yeah. where there's no work, there's nothing. I'm sitting there going, how? What do I like? What do I do now? And the thing is, with especially with like loans and debts, and it, it's become way too easy now of being a trap to fall in. Yeah. So one thing I would advise to younger people is... Definitely have a good credit. Do not touch a loan. Do not touch credit cards. Like, yeah, have a small credit card for like whatever to build your credit and that, but be like, unless you can manage your money properly, and I can't, so unless you can manage your money properly. That's why I'm laughing right now, I'm just thinking yeah, in my head. Unless you situations. can manage your money properly. Also, credit cards is free money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. And it's like, and then when the end of the month comes, it's like, yo, how do I pay this? So, with me, what's, what's been like an upside with me as well is I've been in every phase of life I've been right at the bottom to doing very well and it's I've learned from all of it yeah and I would never want to forget where I was I'd mm, always like in any decision I'm making is can this jeopardize everything can this yeah, bring yeah. you back to being there can you going all into something are you prepared to go into that mind state of, of, of having nothing again so it's, it's a huge push in, and it makes you very wary. Yeah. And then, yeah, it makes, you, it makes you very, very wary and a bit more careful, especially when you're trying to do it for other people as well. So yeah, it makes yeah. you very, very wary. Yeah, no, that's sick, man, that's sick. But where, so going, going back to what you said, like you're trying to set yourself up for five years and all that stuff. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you, what do you want to be doing I'm not talking necessarily financial figures wise and all that stuff, but just generally like comfort wise and your life. Ideally, this is what I hope for. I don't know. Depends how the world works in it. But um, ideally, I'd like to be married, I'd like to have kids. If I meet the right person, uh, be comfortable, have my family in a, comfort, a comfortable situation, um, and necessarily have an office where I run. You can run all, all your businesses. businesses. Yeah, it's have. And I ideally want that as a home office because there's nothing yeah. that I would want more than to be a work from home dad, for example. That's like, you see the American movies and you see, oh, he's in the office. It's, that's what it, it wakes up to. And it, it was a joke that me and my friends used to have. And it was, haven't you seen the movies? And this is when we used to design kitchens. You see these crazy big kitchens. The woman would lay out the biggest dessert. He would come and have one toast and I've got to go to work and put his tie on it. That's <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. like... That's what you aspire to be, like, as a mm. businessman. And then especially yeah. me refurbing high-end properties and me going in and looking at properties where they're working from home and they have their home office and they have everything else like that. It... You, like, you see it as a goal. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be 
have like lumber everything on your wife or she has to bring up the kids no no i, I don't want that at all i'll be honest with you is i'd love to be a stay-at-home dad have successful businesses and i don't need it to make me a, a billionaire but i need it to put me in the right direction where i'm comfortable. comfortable yeah and then yeah, my level of want. comfortable is different to other people's level of comfortable so it, it is i think it it, it it will go past that stage of because i'd always say it, like i'm new money like I'm not you. I'm like don't say don't see this as me saying oh millions no. But in my sense, I am new money. Whereas I would spend money on stupidness because I've never seen it before. I've never done that before. Let me let me let me do this and or let me do that. So it it takes that I want that to slowly fade out and it be more about savings and a home and a wife and kids and that's my ideal. A lot of people will probably look at this now and then be like, this no, but that, that's the thing though. Like, we've <laughs> this guy's going to be in for it. Like we've been in that stage just thinking, yeah, like I want yeah. this, I want that. You get it. Yeah. And even, yeah. you know what's mad? Even when you sell it and you start having a realization that like, the same, like life ain't about that. Yeah. Starts catching up to you yeah, after. I remember I bought a car. Yeah. I didn't think I was bullying anything like that. I was careless and, and stuff. Bare tickets, bare tickets. It's still coming through now. Even after you sold it and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's Exact same thing, exact same thing happened with me. It was, and this goes back to me saying credit is, I was in my builder's clothes and I walked into Jaguar and I was like, I want to pull out a car. They didn't take me serious. I'll be honest yeah, with you, yes. I had dust on me. I had like my combats on, my, my hoodie and everything. So they didn't take me serious. They gave me some new girl. But then because of my credit, I was able to pull out a sports car. So I pulled out F-Type and I was like, whoa. And I had it for like eight months and I was like, oh yeah. And I was the man in it. And then it became to a point of, <laughs> I can't run this. I can't run it no more. And it's like, but then a lot of people from the outside will sit there and look at you and go, this guy's killing this it basically. Guy's balling. But I'm not. Yeah, yeah no, don't, you can't you know, judge him by his cover. You don't know the ins and outs. Yeah. Exactly. But I wasn't. And people were like, oh, this guy's wearing his suit and he's driving this car. And I was driving, I was driving. And I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay yeah, yeah. 2,000 pound a month. Yeah, you get what I'm saying to you. So it was it's a lot of the thing is don't judge people, and it goes back to social media. It goes back to science, and it's well, that's the thing though. It's hard no because cash. people put on that's a mad perception of social media. Yeah, social media is. And I saw uh, Trist. Yeah. He said it on, on it as well. So he was, and he said about social. Oh, you saw media that podcast? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I, saw that. I met Trist at yeah. a video shoot one time. That's how I added him. So, yeah, and, and when I saw and he said it, I was like, yeah, that's the most truth. Because I know people, they will mm. sit there. But bro, tell like, let's go out here or whatever. And it's, um, like, not that it's a bad thing, but it's, they're putting up a false image where you forget who you are. And that's what is, I'm some trying people, to pull out of myself. Some people pull out a f- false image on purpose though. Like, for example, I know one guy here, yeah? I'm not going to say any names. My man rented out a car for a good half year, but then going around saying that it's his. That that's the that's the thing. People want to portray that image. They they want to idolize the People. fact that they're up there. We, I've got this really good friend, and she's a very good business businesswoman. And she said to me, "Hey, do you know how you make your first million?" I yeah. said, "How?" She went. And she goes, it's easy to make the first million. She goes, it's hard to keep the first million. She okay. goes, you know how you keep the first million? I said, how? She went, and literally, and I sat down and I went, that is the realest talk I've ever heard. What did she mean though? 
Like, you stay quiet about it. Oh, just stay quiet about it. Don't be flash. Basically. Because what? Because. Bro, stack notes. Basically, yeah, (laughs) but with with the people that I've spoken to, they're not really from the ends to say. uh, Literally, what they say is it's all flash, no cash. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Anyone could get a Rolex on finance, anyone could get a car on finance if they got good enough credit. What people don't understand is is keeping up them payments. And it was like, I used to see people in Ferraris and go, boy, this guy's, boy, he's in a Ferrari. But when I sat down in Ferrari and I was speaking to some guy there, I was sat down there, we were sitting down talking about marketing and everything else like that because I wanted some ideas from them, some guy that I knew that worked in there. Yeah. So I said, bro, how do people just come in and buy a Ferrari? He said, you know the Ferrari's an asset. I said, what do you mean? He said, look, you put a 25k deposit down. Yeah. And he literally said, I'll offer this to you. He goes, you put a 25k deposit and pay 900 pound a month. For two years, I'll give you a 25k back. Or if you want, you add more money, I'll give you a brand new Ferrari in the next one year. He goes, but it will get to a point where you do that, where then you own a Ferrari outright and you could just sell it yeah. and take the cash. So I said, these people are standing, but they're saving as well. So what's like, your next step, Ferrari, yeah? No, 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 no never, 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 never. I'm done, I'm done with all of that, I'll be honest. No, but I'll see what you're saying, though, yeah. I'll see what you're saying. I'm done, it's, unless it's disposable income, and I've started to live by the rule, if you can't buy it five times, don't buy it. Yeah, 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 and 100%. That just puts you in a position where it's, you start to be very careful. Because, okay, I can have a Ferrari outside, when it comes in and he's service, I need to pay £2,000 yeah. for service. I'm going to do that. Like- That's what I'm saying. Like, I've experienced that as well. I bought a C63. Yeah. I could only have... Like, I didn't think about the five times rule or anything like that. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, bruv, I want this car. Yeah. Let me get it. And there's so much things after that you actually need the five times money for. Yeah. And yeah. it's mad. Like, you just People don't understand about running these things. Living your own means, basically, innit? It's living with your own means. It goes... That's when I say to you, I'm trying to... Like find the limbo between both of wanting everything and then living within yeah, yeah, my yeah. means. Put it together. It's gotten to a point, especially in my group of friends, and it, it sounds. But since a young age, it was. We used to be like, "Oh, this guy got a new Astra," and this guy. To now, it's bro. My man just dropped a Rari, and my man just dropped this, and like, wow, and this and that, and we've never hated. Yeah. But it's always been like, wait, we need to get up on that level. Yeah. And then, it's gotten to a point where. If you were to tell me, oh, drive a C-Class, like, 16 play, I'm like, but then I'm trying to unwind that tangle of, bro, what's wrong with it? There's not, like, and this is what I said to one of my friends. He was like, I want to change my car. He had a a 16 play um, C-Class coupe because, yeah, I'm bored of it. I said, bro, when you're driving, Mm. count how many cars are better than yours. (laughs) And that's what literally came, what happened with me Mm. is right now I'm driving a 12 play C-Class. But then even with that, I could only count so many few cars that are better than mine. I said, that's when you start to learn the level of contentment that you well, have. Well, there's, there's the other twist, other side to that, which is you can get your car, but then if you go to a certain area in, in London, the UK, wherever, you're always going to see cars that are better than yours. Then yeah, yeah, 100%. If, if, you, if you're like a competitive guy. Or you could have a Ferrari Pista 488. Yeah. You drive into nights, but you don't mean nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, exactly, you're always you going to want more and more nothing. if you go to them sort of yeah, sides and you conflict your mind with that. There's a few cars that I've loved, and it's like Subaru Impreza, like WRX, wow, STI. I love yeah, that yeah, car. Yeah, when I was a kid, stuff. I loved that car. 
I would love to have one of them cars, but then I want that car as a hobby. I don't want it as my day-to-day drive. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. come, it changes your mindset from worrying about what you're driving to no, I would rather drive this. Now laugh at our brother that's trying to drive in a big thing. But when I say like, you know what I'm saying to you? So it's 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 a bit of pick and mix, and that's the thing. That's the thing. I've changed what I show on the social media. I think I need to learn from what you said, defining the two yeah. sides together because I've done two extremes. I went from season to three yeah. and I targeted straight to a Mini Cooper. Yeah. And that's what she's saying. It went F-type and it went to yeah, the, the C-class. But then, it, it's, you just need to learn that level of contentment. And it's, when you when you step back from it and you start seeing it, are you, right, like now, I cringe at people that show off on Instagram and mark this and oh, then there's yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's like allow it in it bro like I understand what people do that on Instagram but don't be upset if I unfollow you yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see that <laughs> I don't care about that like that's if you're like I find it more wow when someone reposts a charity or somebody reposts something like good thing or someone's yeah. graduated or better someone's also better than other like, people yeah like that I'm more than happy to support that. Mm. Bro, congratulations. Well done. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. I'd always say congratulations to even if they're showing off. I'll yeah. be honest with you. But it gets to a point. It's time to grow out of it, bro. It's like we've gone past that stage. It's like anyone could do that now. So it's just about affordability, about all about living within your means, but having that strive to do better. And it's that social media is poison, man. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll repeat it. It is poison. Because it could put you in, 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 in big depression. Social media has messed up a lot of people's minds. Yeah. It's mud. Yeah. 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 And it, it will go. People would take away like the fundamental things they need to live. Yeah. To have something that they could show off. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily just mean a car. Mm. But it's like, even I've seen it with women as well. Mm. I'm not just talking about guys here. I've seen women that are head to toe designer. Yeah. And this and that and blah, blah, blah. But then when I've seen their house, I'm like, See that designer you could have bought in your kitchen. Or see that designer you could have nice floors. Like, I would rather be comfortable where I sleep yeah. than, than anything else. With all that piece, you could have got an extension on your house, yeah. made it go yeah. up in value literally. by like 10 times the price. No, yeah. okay, not 10 times, but you know what I'm saying, innit? Yeah, no, Along literally, 100%, 100%. So it's, it's you, you have to look at these things, man, and it's stay away from what you see. The only thing that you should be looking at social media is if somebody's working harder than you. If someone's working harder than you and it's paying them, it's paying off for them. Yeah, I would congratulate that. Do you know what I'm saying? Use it as motivation as well. hundred percent. Don't ever hate, but see with the people when they hate. And I've had loads of fake accounts message me. Loads. Oh, it's just this. You pretend. I say, I don't care. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. At the beginning, it? it affected me a lot. Yeah. So well, why do people think of this? Of me? I'm not even that. I'm like I know a lot of people. I'm not social like. I'll sit down and whatever where everybody knows my business I'm not really social like that so yeah, yeah. why would someone have that perception of me mm. so and that was also a huge wake up when I had like fake accounts messaging me and I'm nobody bro I had 400 followers like but you took your time out of the day to make a fake account <laughs> jump on my Insta and jump on my company Insta and talk talk the most talk to the crowd and it just like yeah and just got to a point I was just like yeah I can't and I became a bit more private and I became a bit more like I don't want I'm not here to make money of people I know yeah I'm not here to make money off my friends I'm not here and that's the difference between me and other people that I know I'm not here to do that mm. I'm here to run brands run a successful business like 
for example, the construction stuff. Any of my friends ever needed anything? Yeah. It's cost price, bro. You want my worker? Take my worker. You want yeah, this? Yeah. Take this. No problem. You want my trade account? Come. I get eighty percent off here. Take that. Like, it's never been about that. You can, it? It's more about I want to be, and that's the same thing was with was with Wish. It was we opened up. It was ninety percent people that we know. Yeah. So now it's ninety percent of people that I don't know. Okay. What do you mean, like so, customers? Customers wise. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it changed from being people to I know to people I don't know. Mm. And that's when I know it's going a step in the right direction where it's not just my friends trying to support me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's more of some places doing well. Yeah. Places starting to do business. So that's 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 the biggest change. Is and yeah, that's what that's when you change everything and, and you make it like that, man. Going back to the lounge, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's three of you guys and if you go through your Instagram you can see that you've invited like a lot of uh, like social influencers, would you say? Yeah. Would you say like that sort of thing helps for any business? Yes and no. Why is that? Yes and no. The thing is with the exposure of Wish, yes, it helped. Yeah. But I would never get that influencer to shout out my construction company. Yeah. Because I don't see any relevance relevance to that. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd rather go into Hedge Magazine, do an advert where the average reader is worth five million pounds. Okay. So it's, it's when, if it's within your the context of what you're doing then yeah but anything else then I would I would, I would say no like if you had a clothing brand yeah 100% influence would boost that and mm. if you had a lounge yes influence would boost that and it's literally our opening day we was everywhere on social media yeah, Every, yeah. like people were like whoa mm. so but then it depends on what aspect you're in like I've seen people of mechanics and they've got an influence to come fix their car and I'm like it doesn't make any sense I think it's like more like getting an influencer for the for the just if you can imagine it imagine them taking a picture in your business yeah that would actually attract others to to their place the thing is with I business don't know, I don't know how to explain it how it works business is like a disease yeah it goes from in out for example I'll give you an example on mechanics and mechanics you need to take over your area before you think of even having an influencer that has a a guy in Bahrain that follows her, some guy in Morocco, yeah. some guy in France, some guy this, ten guys from London, six guys from Birmingham. Like you're not like you need like if you got within your area, yeah. you dominated that. Then I'll say, like, right, cool, bro, you're doing well. Mm. Push out, opening another branch, opening this. You want that exposure? Then yeah. But if you, the thing, and that's what it goes back down to, is the foundation. Is you need to start from here. Your, your vision could be over there. But if you work to that without thinking about what happens here, it's not going to help. It's not going to help you. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't only think about the end goal. And it's what happens within the area and what happens. With, and that's one of the main, main things of wishes. Like it, it serves as a cafe to the industrial area. Yeah, 100%. It serves as a, as a cafe to the industrial area. So that was the main thing that helped us here. Mm. Because if only 15% of our revenue is the shisha, where would I have been without that? Yeah. I didn't open it on a sole purpose just to, no, we opened it as a cafe, right? And then we added cheese on the menu. You might as well, innit? You might as well, yeah. yeah. We've got the space for it, we've got this for it. So that's, that's how it's it works. Attraction. Where even where people that work here would come on their lunchtime, quick shisha, and then, and then go, and then it, and then it started I was picking up. I'll do the same. Yeah, exactly. And then we just adjusted to everybody's needs, and, and that was it. And that's what that's what made it busy. And even on, a, on, a, on the night, it's the industrial area that is their lot and their friends and their where it's a, it's a time to relax or they'll come and 
they'll watch the football that's on or they'll we'll have the news on in the daytime and, was, and it's a place it's a hub for them yeah. where you escape that whole steel and metal and concrete and industrial and because when you're in here you forget where you are and that was like a huge pull off of the design it was you forget where you are when you're here you forget you're in North Holt you forget you're in the middle of an industrial park you forget all of that and it just matters about what's in here and that's what this switch off, switch off is for the people that work around here is you come in here and you just you got that time to relax mm. you got that time where you're away from work where you can have a food you can watch the TV you can have and we have people come here have business meetings here also yeah so a lot of these garages they don't have offices or a lot of these uh, industrial warehouses they have offices but they don't you can't really they're not really nice so yeah, yeah, yeah. they're bringing clients here and they're sitting down or there's the car salesman guys they'll bring their clients they'll sit down and they'll do it here so we're helping out the, the community which yeah. is in our vicinity is is that's where you work from and then you work out if we were just to cater to everybody around london then we'll be sitting here with nothing to be honest yeah that's true yeah. you gotta cater i think you the way you gotta do it with business is cater to your inner circle yeah. and then expand out slowly slowly and that's yeah. the way you're gonna and that's grow it, yeah that's exactly how it goes yeah that's it man so i was gonna say so for people what, what would your advice be to people who what would your advice be to people who are trying to open a cafe a lounge um a hospitality place what would your advice be to them you have to put 100% in it mm. you have to cater the needs of the people around you and then, like I said you work in out um, and you whatever you're thinking of spending times it by three yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it is whatever your budget is times it by three if you're comfortable with it that's what happened is when you budget for things and there was things that I didn't understand that you needed like oh you needed this and you needed that so it's whatever think you whatever you think you're budgeting is times it by three if yeah. you could do it do it if you can't do it then then don't hold the horses and do it later on yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's never it's never gonna be too late it's never gonna be too late seven years ago eight years ago there was like one or two shisha caps you know, like that on big scale and whatever but now it's for example you go to Park Royal there's 30 so the business is always going to be there it's never too late and as well the, the the crowd is getting much older so it's you you build with that so it's always stick to like your own crowd yeah but and, saying yeah. that how are you dealing with competition as well because like I was saying in the beginning there's a lot of a lot of people would, would disagree with this but I feel like we are a league in our own like yeah. I don't feel like anyone can create this vibe anyone could create this atmosphere everyone could make it this welcoming and I don't feel anyone could do that yes yeah, yeah. I don't feel I don't feel like do you focus on competition no not at all no. do you think it's on what happens with competitions things get sent to me of like things that were copied yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't say oh yeah you guys done this first and yeah and people notice like a lot of people think people don't but people notice hard and so yeah so it's I don't like, I'm not I don't care like they could have dancers hanging off the ceiling I don't like, you don't care I innit? don't care like, simple like that yeah it's not as well like, we've built enough a good enough clientele base in this area in this industrial park where I shouldn't have to worry about it yeah 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 the only time I'll be worried if, if someone's going from here at lunchtime and going all the way over there and like going through the traffic and going to go, I'll be like, okay okay something is wrong here <laughs> but I don't I don't I don't see that I don't yeah, see that happening at the moment so I think we're going to wrap up soon yeah but before we do, um, give three lessons people that can, sorry, give three lessons people can learn from and a couple of mistakes that people can learn from as well. 
not just we got not just regarding the shoe lounge, but just your experience in general. Life, yeah. Money management, mm. definitely. It's a you have to have that. That goes in like a mistake and something you need to have. Yeah, is I've learned from that as a mistake and I've gained that as 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 a lesson. Um, money management is a huge one. Then um, hunger. Like I said to you, being motivated and being hungry is two different things. Is you have to be hungry. Mm. Being motivated mm. is not. It's only probably like ten percent of what you need. I think people need to start putting pen to paper because a lot of people yeah. plan a lot of stuff. Yeah. And follow it with no action. Yeah. And what's, that's it. What's the is you can have all these ideas in your head if you don't take the step forward. Yeah. Or take the leap. Then just do one of them. It's only gonna, ever going to be an idea, or it's yeah, only yeah. ever going to be a dream. Mm. Uh. So yeah, getting started is a is a huge one. Uh, third one is is find that balance between to live within your means yeah. and then to be also striving for more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what so you're saying. So that's what I say. Mistakes, like I said, money management. Um, don't take things for face value. Like, there's been points now where I've been offered businesses and it's, oh, that's up for sale and that's up for sale. And face value is amazing. But when you look at yourself... And that goes within people as well. It's like, I'll never judge somebody off what somebody else said. I would have to see it for myself. Like if I sat down with somebody and someone said, oh yeah, I don't like that person for X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. I would never take it for that face value. It's, if that person then becomes my friend, then whatever you said is not correct, then I'm not going to go by what you said. So taking things for face value and judging book by its cover is a huge, huge, huge mistake. Um, third one, third big mistake is don't bite off more than you can chew and what do you mean by that 100% is I could have easily taken 10 more contracts this year with the contracts I already had but then if I did all of my contracts would have fell apart okay it would have damaged everything mm. so sometimes there's not taking an opportunity is an opportunity itself yeah 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 and um, yeah I'll say that plays a big factor in it yeah that's it man yeah um, yeah, so like I said, we're going to wrap it up there. So if you guys like that, make sure you subscribe, like, share, do all of that. Uh, make sure you come down to Wish Lounge as well, because sick place. I can't even lie <laughs> to you. It looks proper nice and all that. Thank and make sure you follow Gaif on Instagram. <laughs> you want to be following Instagram? Yeah, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'll put that here right now. But uh, other than that, man, I want to thank you for the podcast. Uh, I know you got a business to run. It's getting yeah. busier and busier by the minute. We're here on Valentine's Day right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I expect bear couples to be coming in any minute right now. We've done like an anti-Valentine thing, so it's singletons only. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's him. But yeah, man, love for that. No, perfect, yeah. man. What do you think of the podcast, isn't it? No, good, man. Really good. Yeah? Yeah. No, really good, man. Good, ask good questions. Yeah. yeah. I love for that, man. Appreciate it. It was actually a good one as well. So, thank you, man. <laughs>